Yep. How has been the experience, Doctor, uh, of uh, coming on, uh, in your field and then moving to a, a new place uh, with some exciting ideas? How does that go when going um, on? You know, it was great. Everybody at St. Mary, they have such a nice community of mm. people there that um, are so warm and welcoming. So the techs were great. They totally took me in. And um, and and then we just slowly kind of worked to just slowly improve everything. Yep. And with that, the volume increased. And with that, now we've expanded the breast center to almost twice its original size mm-hmm. and completely renovated it and updated all the equipment. Mm-hmm. So it's really been a great ride so far because we've basically, you know, been able to come in and see things, how things needed to change, and we were able to do it. And fortunately, the hospital, you know, they supported us, and we had a lot of great help from um, the foundation at St. Right. Mary right. that contributed a lot of money to make these changes possible. Yeah. Uh, doctor, have you ever, ever had a time where you have now some input in how the program will be run? Does, uh, do you get a chance to put your your own uh, imprint on there your own uh, handprint on there yep so i think that's that's been the exciting um part of it as well because i you know had worked for about 10 years in just breast imaging down in um virginia so and that was i came from a very large breast center there where we Mm -hmm. had you know about 10 breast imagers and Mm -hmm. then i came to saint mary and i could kind of use that experience of having worked in a very big breast center um and take that experience and basically try to replicate it implement yeah. and implement yep. it okay. and um so that was exciting well uh, the name of the game is mammograms and everybody knows it's important so so just tell everybody why it's important and what kind of things you'd be looking for yeah so i think the main thing is that you know studies have shown time and time again that the best way to decrease your risk for dying from breast cancer is by getting an annual mammogram so Breast cancer, unfortunately, affects one in eight women in their lifetime. And so the best way to decrease your risk is get your annual mammogram. And you can, you know, decrease your risk by about 40% by doing that. So it's once a year? Once a year, yep. And and during that time, you you get a lot of information that can be garnered and and, and uh, used. What, what exactly would you be looking for? Um, well, what we look for is, one, we look for um, any, you know, new masses or calcifications. Those can be like calcium deposits. That can be sometimes a sign of early breast cancer. Or sometimes we can see what's something called distortion. It's where the tissue kind of forms a star pattern. And really, we've been able to see that better now with the 3D mammograms. Mm. Um, so that's where the 3D mammograms have really improved cancer detection mm-hmm. it's because now we can see these these abnormalities sure I, uh, you probably have to glean other information too uh maybe that uh, c- there's a congenital uh, issue there too right family history you put all that all yep. that data in there yep and we put all that so you know when a woman comes for her mammogram we get the full patient history yep. um and certainly if you know a woman is feeling a lump or anything abnormal or anything new then we work that up too um but you know i think part of getting an annual mammogram is we have all of those images you know when we look at your mammogram we compare them back to all these prior images so that's where it's also really helpful to get your mammogram every year year because then you have your sort of database and we can compare to all those years and and really know whether something is new right or not yeah and and uh, taking all that information together 
um, there's there's also screening as well. Is, is that the same thing, or is it, is it a different uh, ballgame altogether? Yep, so there's sort of two types of mammograms in a way. There's a screening mammogram, which is what you have when you just come and you don't have any symptoms, or you're not feeling anything or anything abnormal. You just come every year for your, your, your screening mammogram. Um, and then there's a diagnostic mammogram, which is when a woman is feeling a lump or something abnormal or new, um, then we get a diagnostic mammogram, because that also includes additional uh, views that a regular screening mammogram doesn't doesn't include. Right. What if uh, the others have had uh, previous breast surgeries? Uh, scar tissue would be some, would be an issue too. Uh, I'm not sure how that would work. Yep. So that's where just having you know all those prior studies, mm-hmm. and we can see whenever a woman um, comes in for their mammogram, we always put little markers on their breast where they have a scar, um, mm-hmm. so that shows up on their mammogram. So we know, oh, okay, that area of tissue, that's where the scar is, yeah. and so we can tell that. Is there uh, age where you get started? Started uh, with mammograms, can it be starting well, maybe women in their 20s or 30s? Sometimes I mean? women who have a um, family a, a genetic you know, predisposition or there's the, the breast cancer genes, the BRCA1 and BRCA2 that put women at very high risk for breast cancer, mm-hmm. then sometimes they will start in their 20s. Yeah. <clears throat> Usually what the recommendation is, is um, let's say you're mother or your sister was diagnosed at 35 um well then you start 10 years before the age of yeah. diagnosis so yeah. you'd start at 25 yeah you're also uh dispensing a lot of information doctor about uh with patients i mean uh and having gone through some some stuff you hear about half of it or or you or you blot out all the other stuff very important information and how do you re- relay what you're looking for on the x-rays to to, to put that in and go when you go one-on-one with the patient themselves yeah so a lot of times when when women come in for their diagnostic mammogram and we're sort of working up um, something that we had questioned on their screening mammogram mm-hmm. then I bring them into the reading room and we go over the images together so they really understand kind of what we're looking for and why we're doing what we're doing yeah. um, and that's a great that's one of the things I love about what I do is being able to talk with women help them answer their questions mm-hmm. and um, you know, educate them about breast health. Oh, that would probably uh, pave the way too, doctor, for if there was an issue to for treatment then, right? Uh, and follow-ups and maybe some other things could be some uh, dietary concerns as well. I mean, you put all that information, is that, is that all in play? Yeah, so that's mm. all. You women have lots of questions when they come. And so that's one of the things whenever also a woman has a screening ultrasound, uh, an ultrasound exam, then I always go in and I scan myself and then I talk to the patient, ask them, you know, answer any questions that they have. Um, but um, that's, and one of the things that we did in our uh, renovation at the breast center is we're going to have a, we have a computer designed just to be a patient resource so that women come they also automatically have an area where they can get information about um, breast health but also the main thing is also about genetic testing Mm. you know and if women are a candidate for genetic testing yeah Uh, and yeah as much information as you can get certainly was always helpful the patient is sort of uh, and so, it's, so it's also a mental thing to get geared up if you have issues to deal yeah, with. Yeah, because it can be a very oh, sure. anxiety, you know, provoking feeling to go in there and you wonder if something's wrong. And so I think um, one of the things we wanted to do with the when we renovated the breast center is try to make it a little bit more of a homey 
comfortable place for right. women to come and yeah. feel comfortable. Your uh, experienced doctor, were you uh, sort of uh, drawn to the drawn to the research, drawn to the issue, maybe a personal experience, which uh, got you involved? Yep, exactly. So actually, oh. my, my mom died of breast cancer. So she was diagnosed um, when she was 60, and unfortunately, she passed away when she was 63. Mm. Um, and she was just... Uh, she was diagnosed when sort of the breast MRI was just kind of coming on and to be a little more common. Yeah, things would get missed place. every once in a while, too. Right. And so I just saw, and I was right in the middle of all my training and residency at the time. So I saw how technology and having better technology and making that more accessible to to patients mm-hmm. um, could really improve their health and, and save lives. Right. And um, so... You know, maybe if my mom had had a breast MRI earlier, maybe that would have been something that would have helped her. So, so that you, kind of it's kind know, of motivated you to do yeah, what you it motivated do. me to go in there and and I think also because I've had sort of firsthand experience, I you know went through all the treatments with my mom and everything that she went through. So yeah, I you can, can really put yourself sympathize. in the patient's uh, shoes. Yeah. Absolutely. Talking with Dr. Claire Strybert, radiologist, St. Mary Medical Center. We're talking mammograms and all that other stuff and great information. We're coming right back on the Healthline. Pain is the enemy. Motion is victory. So, the St. Mary Orthopedic Team replaces knees and hips. We mend spines. We mend people. With brilliant technology and simple human kindness. So you can go home faster and happier. That's our mission. Call 8447-ST-MARY or visit stmaryhealthcare.org slash ortho. I'm Harvey from Bernie Robbins Jewelers. When you put one of our gift boxes in front of someone, magical things happen. Eyes light up. Big smiles appear. I mean, luxuriously crisp paper, iridescent copper ribbon, our orange monarch butterfly. Well, there doesn't even have to be anything in the box. Wait, what what am I saying? I'm trying to sell jewelry here. Of course, something has to be in it. But what? We'll help you with that. From an impromptu gesture to a milestone gift. At Bernie Robbins Jewelers, we've got your gift, and we've always got your back. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. In the arena today with Dr. Claire Stribert, it's uh, breast health, mammograms, getting as much information as you can. I guess it's all, you could also... uh, screen for anything. I mean, those who have had implants, too. I mean, I mean everything is, is fair game, right? Yep. So yep. even women with implants should be getting their annual mammogram. Um, mm-hmm. And also... Another screening tool that we offer at St. Mary is a screening breast ultrasound. So yeah. that's done for women who have dense breasts. Mm-hmm. And even if you have implants, you can you can also have this type of test. Right. So it's just another way for women who um, might be have a little elevated risk for breast cancer can get another screening tool to decrease their risk. Uh, doctor, are there certain markers that you're looking for? I mean, that's what they always call markers. There's some uh, uh, red flags, uh, I assume. Uh, not to, to downplay that, you're looking for everything, but uh, would that draw you first for markers uh, or something that would be an indicator of either yeah. trouble? Yep. So mm. certainly any of the patient's symptoms, um, you know, also give us a red flag if there's something abnormal. Um, and then, yeah, there are specific things that we look for when we're looking either at a mammogram or an yeah. ultrasound that are kind of the common signs of, of breast cancer. Right. And You're able to transmit all the information, too, and that's always because it's nerve-wracking and you want to get the information out as fast as you can and 
having gone through stuff where you can actually get an x-ray and then the doctor could read it right away and then get back to you so he compressed the time a little bit so that the technology part of it has to be a, a beneficial to you right doctor yep um and one of the things we did in the expansion is we um did uh upgraded our workstation so now we can read the mammograms and get them faster um and then that obviously we since we can read them faster we can get the results faster to the patient so um typically we read the mammogram the screening mammograms within 24 hours and then that report goes out to the referring doctor Mm -hmm. and so they get notified then within 24 to 48 hours uh, and then patients can also now access their results on the patient portal, yeah. so they can get that information a lot quicker than they used to. Right. How do they get to you, uh, doctor? Or the primary gets a referral to you. Uh, here's somebody in the same areas that can that can help you out. Do you have a Do you have an ongoing relationship with primary physicians at all that are uh, involved in what you do? Yep. So we have um, a lot of the primary care doctors, um, the OBGYN doctors, um, because women come in for their annual exam there too, and they do a breast exam. So if um, the doctors, you know, feel anything or anything is abnormal, then they Mm. refer them to to us and we work it up. We were talking ahead of time about the, it seems like St. Mary's really relies on the teamwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, the support staff and every this has kind of a synergy there between the, the the technicians and nurses and those who take the intake up front and all the all the all the information has to be collated before it even gets to you and you really have to depend uh, on, a, on a lot of people to to make yep, the process we work definitely too. Definitely do. It's, yeah. and we have a great team at St. Mm. Mary. Like I said, the techs are really amazing. They've been there a long time. Yeah. And, um, and you know, when patients when patients come, exactly, it's like we uh, rely on the everybody from the front desk to get the information we need to the text being able to get the right study and the right exam mm-hmm. and then the ultrasound text we also work very closely with and they do the ultrasound imaging and then you know we put all that information together to be able to read and solve the patient's right. problem well before we go to break here this time around uh, the breast center you've been talking about that and uh, it looks like it's uh it's a lot, a lot going on in there. Maybe it looks like the Starship Enterprise, possibly. <laughs> you know, Captain Kirk is. Let's give us a little overview on what to, uh, what uh, patients will be looking for, and you know, some of the some of the things that are involved in the in the center. Yes, yeah, so I'm very excited that we just finished basically this new uh, renovation of the breast center. We basically expanded it by almost twice its original size, and everything's been renovated um, and updated. And there's a lot more space for the patients. There's now um, more sort of uh, changing areas and lockers for the patients to be able to leave their um, valuables in when they're getting their exam. Uh, We have additional ultrasound room and an additional mammography unit. So now we can see patients also faster and get them in sooner because Mm. we have more equipment. We've updated all the equipment. So now we have the latest and greatest um, ultrasound machines, mammogram machines, and biopsy um, mm. machine. Um, we updated the mammogram units, the 3D units, so now we have the highest resolution for the mammograms that it, that's out there on the market. So mm. this is just all very exciting because right. we can really help people better and get them in faster. And, um, and more accurate, too. And more accurate, yeah, sure. exactly. I mean, uh, there's been more than a few times they get false positives, and it can happen. So you try another different thing. This time, uh, 
this time around there's probably no angle you don't have or right. no uh, uh, or no entry you can you can be denied right so that's that's got to be that's yep. got to be a good thing yeah one thing that's neat about this new biopsy device that we have now we can use the 3d mammogram to guide us and we can also go from any direction so sometimes previously there were situations where maybe the woman's breast wasn't thick enough to be able to do a biopsy mm. or we couldn't reach that area of where the calcifications or the abnormality was to do the biopsy but now with this new machine that has eliminated that yeah so there's a, so. a lot going on you take all that information and somehow you have to come up with some kind of strategy right to involve when you uh, are talking to your patients exactly uh, what would be what would you be talking about what uh, kind of things that are, is it treatment is it down the road kind of making a big picture out of it uh kind of uh, how it's going to play out yeah i mean usually we are kind of in the we're in the beginning part of their whole journey Mm -hmm. so um you know what i try to do is basically give them as much information as possible usually we um in this situation we've a woman has come in with an abnormality or we've detected something from their screening mammogram we've worked it up and then maybe recommended a biopsy Mm -hmm. so then i discuss with them how we do these biopsies and then what happens and how we follow up afterwards sure and we also have um what we call nurse navigators oh yeah image navigators (laughs) in our breast center which is something new that we started a couple years ago so that when women are recommended for a biopsy they get to meet with them right then and there while they're at the breast center they help schedule everything with them they go over the biopsy they go over what um, any kind of you know follow-up after the biopsy or or sort of post-procedure care they might need which is usually very minimal but it helps to keep that continuity of care right um when um you know it's not like you're recommended for a biopsy and then you don't know what to do from there we've instigate we've you know initiated the nurse navigator so that they can basically hold their hand all the way through that process right and also get back to you it's uh, it seems like everybody and probably you rely on 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 surveys and feedback and that's the way the, the the system works now you know where do we miss where do we miscommunicate where did we where do we hit the home run? Where do we need work? Yep. I mean, do you do you rely on that stuff, yep. doctor? So uh, one thing that the navigators do, which is very helpful, is anytime we recommend a biopsy, they can they follow those patients. So they make sure that there's nobody that's fallen through the crack. And maybe they, you know, because it can be very overwhelming when oh. someone says you need a biopsy. And so maybe you don't schedule something right away. Or maybe you, you know, have to go somewhere on vacation. And then you come back and, you know, there's a denial and fear. Um, but these navigators are very important because they help the patients kind of, you know, try to overcome that, schedule them, be able to calm them down through that process yeah. and yeah. make sure that they, you know, get the biopsy that they need. Yeah, they say, oh, it'll be minor surgery. Yeah, but to you, everything is major. Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. Thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Perception. And a lot of times, sure. you know, most women are um, that we see are most of them are completely healthy and this is the first time they've ever had to have any kind of procedure so it is very overwhelming absolutely and a lot to talk about with dr claire strybert radiologist at st mary medical center talking mammograms and breast health and coming back dear neighbors our hearts live to fix yours the st mary cardiovascular team stands ready to save your life in ways that are safer faster less invasive and sometimes extraordinary You see, that's our mission, to treat you with brilliant technology and simple human kindness. 
Call 8447-SAINT-MARY or visit stmaryhealthcare.org slash heart. Chickies and Pete's, your favorite local sports bar and crab house. Holidays and every day of the week. Book your holiday parties right now. So many options. Get the holiday gift that always fits and always gets returned. Chickies and Pete's gift cards. Schedule the Chickies and Pete's Crab Fries Express food truck to cater your party or corporate event. Chickies and Pete's to-go catering is always the hit of the party. Chickies and Pete's, proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Click chickiesandpeets.com for locations. It's time now for St. Mary Healthline. As we get back to it, so Dr. Claire Stribert, radiologist at St. Mary Medical Center. More information, you can get to the website, www.stmaryhealthcare.org. And there's a lot of great information dispensing today. And, Doctor, we, we, we do have uh, other questions, too, to ask. I mean, the support groups, and you mentioned that, yeah, it's a total, total experience. It's not just assembly line work, and I'll see you later. There's a lot that goes into it, doesn't it? Yep, and also I was talking about the nurse navigators yes. that we have at the Breast Center, and there also are... Um, navigators, nurse navigators at the cancer center at St. Mary's. So the two of them work hand in hand so that if a woman does have a biopsy, they help them, the image navigator helps them through that process. And then if the results do come back with cancer and they need additional treatment, well, then they hand them off to the navigator at the breast center and they make sure that then they are, you know, taken care of and followed up with the additional um, testing or, you know, consults that they'll yeah, and I, I, I think, Doctor, um, more than a few times you probably have to be heartened by the fact that early detection, yep. have, uh, you've been able to jump in, uh, get ahead of the curve a little bit, and that has to be very rewarding when you you get the early detection or early warning signs you can really overcome it early in, early yeah, in the game. Right, and so, I mean, that's the whole goal <laughs> is yep. of getting your mammogram is to find something that's early and treatable. Uh, and a lot of studies have shown that if you can find a if you find a cancer that's less than a centimeter, which is we do a lot, you mm-hmm. can pretty much cure a woman right. at this point because of the better treatment that's out there. Using all the robotics and all the other stuff that goes with it. You did have mentioned something about uh, uh, those who didn't have insurance. You wanted to yep. talk about that uh, part of the equation. Yep. So um, the St. Mary Adult Health Center in Ben Salem uh, offers care for people that don't have insurance. So if you're feeling a lump or you ha- just haven't had your mammogram, mm. you know, there is you can go there and get help and get treatment um, and get imaging if you even if you don't have insurance. Yeah. I, I, I always think of uh, some of the other ancillary things that go. We've had uh, others before you uh, where we had uh, somebody from the uh, the, the the beauty shop that made wigs uh-huh. for the cancer patients, yeah. and there's so many, yep. so many um, supportive things, and so many um, other other things that go into the factor. A total team effort. It's just sort of it, you, you sort of interact with with some department, the gift shop, or it, yep. could, it could be a, a, the the chaplain was here at one time and going through some issues as well. Uh, there's always there's always a, a commonality with all the different departments. It's not just everybody just doing their own thing off 
in the corner doing something. There's always a... No, and the Cancer Center at yeah. St. Mary does a, a remarkable job. They have a whole survivor care plan mm. where yeah. it involves everyone from different therapists to the wellness center mm. to supportive groups to additional all their, you know, other care as well. In your work, Doctor, do you ever uh, get out to lecture or talk about your experience with other parts of the country that uh, you, know, you talk about your experience there? Somebody would come here and do the other uh, and do another thing, so... Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's very interesting always to go and um, I go to our normal Society of Breast Imaging conference mm-hmm. every year. So we get to talk with all the other breast imagers across the whole country to see what other people are doing. You get a chance to brainstorm with, yep. uh, with other uh, medical centers and maybe they do things different in... San Diego versus uh, <laughs> versus here, yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, it's really it's really amazing to see, and, and that's how we all learn from each other. Yeah. Um, one thing we're going to be starting at St. Mary, which I'm excited about, and and I had heard when I went to my yeah. meeting last year, was about trying to identify patients when they come in who might be a candidate for genetic testing, yeah. and to be able to better integrate that, because um, most of the times now it's the it's the primary care doctor that takes the you know patient's family history and and. Then and from that, they refer uh, patients to genetic testing. Are they are there talk about genetics and predisposed and family history? Do you, can you read anything from from those uh, genetic uh, surveys or anything about family history and predisposed to getting that? Is there is there good reliable information about that? Well, I mean, yeah, they have. Um, there's the uh, national. Um, uh, coalition for um, Cancer mm-hmm. at Network, and they basically have guidelines sure. that if you know you say yes to any of these questions, you're a candidate for genetic testing. And so we're going to try to integrate that more into the breast center. So when people come in, they also right. we can also identify not just if they're at increased risk, but if they're also a candidate for genetic testing. Mm. Because, you know, even if someone's had, like, for instance, if you, someone has had a first-degree relative with pancreatic cancer, they're a candidate for genetic testing. Right. You know, if they've had a first-degree relative that was diagnosed with breast cancer before age 50, they're a candidate for genetic testing. So a lot of people don't, don't know that, you know, and don't know um, if, you know, they know they might be, have a lot in their family history, but they haven't actually gotten evaluated by yeah. a genetic counselor to see if um, yeah. they can. And the one thing that's helpful about knowing this information is that if you do have um, a genetic marker or increased genetic risk, then you qualify for getting a breast MRI. And yeah. a breast MRI is a great screening and a great tool for detecting early breast cancer. Right. So. And probably there's, there's probably a, a, a lecture in don't smoke, maybe. That would... That's yep. cer- that certainly would probably come up more than a few times, right? Right. So certainly, yeah, and then and knowing kind of at what what your individual risk is and then what you can do to decrease that risk. Yeah. So I think it's very important to, um, you know, I think for, for women to talk to their doctor, know exactly what their lifetime risk is, and then to be able to have that discussion of are they a candidate for a breast MRI every year? You yeah. know, um, are they a candidate for getting the screening ultrasound every year? And and how to tailor it to their individual risk. Yeah, and I think the attitude has changed back in the, my Mother's Day, you know, the World War II generated very stoic. Ah, you know, you don't go to the doctor. It's going to give you bad news. You know, so not knowing was better than knowing. Yeah. Never, <clears throat> never got that part there. They're just always very <laughs> stoic and everything. But th- there's always a theory, too, that every 
there people will walk around and maybe never even get cancer stay cancer free and others somehow get disposed to it and there's maybe something that activates it we all have something in there that triggers is that is that true um yeah i mean there are there and they're finding out more and more different Mm. genetic um markers that people put people at increased risk. So now it's not just, you know, we talk about the breast cancer genes of BRCA1 and BRCA2. Now there's about like five or six other genetic markers that put people at increased risk Ooh. for breast cancer. Some more information so, out there to, to see what uh, what triggered or what got this thing started. Yep. So I think what also helps is once you know that information, there is something you can do about it now. Yeah. You know, you can either get the a breast, breast MRI or there's medication you can take to decrease your risk to help could, prevent it could be exposure on the job that you're at i mean i, I mean there's a there's a million right. of things right right so yeah. at least now you know we have tools that even if you are at increased risk we yep. have tools to decrease that risk you bet you know so that's where finding out if you have a genetic marker okay. you can do something about it well we've got about a minute left uh, uh talking about uh where you are where where you'd like to go is there a certain kind of mission overall mission statement you can impart there i know you're been two years, but you've seen a lot and done a lot. Is there some some place you'd like to go next? Yeah, I think the main thing is we just want to continue to improve and um, the services for patients. Um, the one thing that I was talking about is in you know identifying the patients who are maybe a, a candidate for genetic testing. That's something we're definitely going to work on and improve um, that education part of it. And just I think getting the word out to people is always important for people to get their mammogram every year because it really does save lives. Mm-hmm. I see it every day, and I see people in their 40s and, um, you know, getting diagnosed with breast cancer. Uh, and so, the, the, you know, the, getting your annual mammogram really yeah. gives you the greatest um, reduction in risk right. of dying from it. Get a chance to participate, so. too, in some our, our research and development, too, yep. right? Yeah. Yep, and then and St. Mary has uh, different research uh, studies that are going on um, for patients, some of them with like a heredit, if they do have a hereditary risk, uh, there are studies there. So the Cancer Center is doing a lot, and and it's great to be um, a part of the breast center that's now, you know, expanded and improved, and we get to offer patients the best uh treatment and imaging that's out there which is really fun dr claire strybert radiologist st mary medical center and thank you so much for sharing the knowledge st mary healthline nine o'clock here on wbcb for